Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Are you indispensable? Most of us have probably never stopped to actually think about that question. Um, I'll be honest, I don't think I have. And so I'm really excited for our guest today because I think he's going to give me a lot of wisdom and a lot of food for thought and things that I need to think about. So I'm excited to have Larry Kaufman here with me today. He's the author of the NCG Factor. Check that out. We'll get you more information at the end. Um, a connector. He's a giver. He's a rainmaker. He is also the regional managing director of the Midwest at Jefferson Wells. But what, from my opinion, is you know, the connector is what comes first for Larry and he's so natural at it. And he's been such a blessing to me personally and my business in the connections that he's been able to make for me that I wanted him on here because first off, I think you all need to know him um, because we have amazing connectors that listen here. Um, and because he has a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom that is in the book, but also that I want him to share here. So Larry, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jamie. Thrilled to be here talking to you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So we always start with, we just, we just want to know what your journey has been, right? What's, how, what have you done to kind of get you to this point in your success? I've done a lot. Um, I've done a lot. I almost think it's good to experience change. I think people who have a consistent career where have been here for 25 years, same company, same role, or moved into a couple different roles, I've had change. And so my journey was thinking I was going to be a doctor, then an accountant, and then I just wanted to graduate. And so I, I launched my career into straight commission sales, you know, a, really about four years of full-time rejection, challenge, door slamming. And, but it was, it was a great launch to my career. I've been through four M&As. I've been on my own. I've been in business with a bad partner. I have experienced everything, and I've touched into different industries, different sales roles, and, and leadership for my 30-plus years. You know, a good half of those years has been in leadership. And so it's helped me to bring all these different best practices into what I do today in my current role but it's built a fabulous relationship base, knowledge base, and it's given me the ability to write a book too. All that experience and that network helped me to launch my book. So it's been an interesting journey, a challenging journey, but I think failure, challenge, change makes you stronger. You know, that's not our topic today, but I just want to pause on that because, you know, you started your, your whole description of your journey with, I think everyone should, you know, we need to experience change. And we are in a time right now where people are on like change overload. Like I'd like the change of the, the roller coaster of change to stop for a little while, but it's such a great perspective because we will look back on this time. There's no doubt in my mind and say, I changed, I grew right? It happened for a reason and I'm better off because of it. And I know when you're in the change, you know, in the M&A or something, it's fear. It's very fear-based. But when you look back on it, it's something that fundamentally shifted you. And I'm hoping that's what this moment is for a lot of people. And so I think it's a great reminder. I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's something we all need to hear over and over and over again. Um, 
So you're on the Superpower Success Podcast. So we have to ask you about a superpower that you have that you share with the world, you know, that's really been part of you getting to this level of success. Well, I say my, my superpower is I never give up. And if, if I, if I, you know, come across all these challenges, all these hurdles, and it's been personal, it's been professional, you know, I've had health challenges, things with my family, things growing up as a kid, I never give up. I always rebound. And so I don't like to accept no. I don't like to take rejection. And even if I hear no, I've got to hear it a bunch more before I'm going to you know, throw in the towel. And so it's very difficult for me to give up. I'm, I'm very optimistic, you know, that half glass full mentality. So I think if more of us just don't take that no and don't give up and when they're faced with challenges, we're going to be strong or we're going to get through pandemics and changes in our business. And so that that's helped me get to where I'm at today. I love that. And that resilience and persistence is, I mean, we all have it in so, at some level. I think some people, some people certainly have it higher than others, but again, we're all having to kind of pull on this resilience. You know, I, I think about the, the online learning that, you know, for teenagers and getting them through that when we didn't know. And I was terrified that they were all going to like flunk out of school, right? They weren't going to be able to manage it. And they were so resilient. And so I saw it even in kids at that age that I thought, they'll be fine later in life. I mean, you know, they're going to hit other hurdles and there's going to be other things they go, but if they can manage it with the grace that they did, it actually gave me hope that I've done something right. And that they've, you know, they've got that figured out. So I think as you see that resilience in yourself and others, it also gives you hope that we can conquer whatever comes next, right? That we'll figure that out. So I think that's an important superpower to look to others for, because sometimes I might need to look to you to say, all right, you're, you're feeling like we're going to be okay. You give me some resilience, right? We have to find it in other people. At least I find myself needing to find it in others sometimes when I'm, when I'm stuck. We, we have to help each other persevere. Totally. Right. Totally. Okay. So I want to jump into this topic around, are you indispensable? And this is something you're passionate about. So I just want to start with like, Give me your philosophy on this, right? Where did this come from? How did you start thinking about this? And, and what are those examples where you've seen it? Because I know across your career, you've seen this in a lot of different areas. Well, I, I really believe that word indispensable is an important word to actually ask of your teams if you're leading a company, you're leading people, but also to ask your teams did you believe that, you know, your clients view you as indispensable? Does your family view you as indispensable? And what I mean by that is that you're the go-to. You're that, that resource, that person that you could rely upon like you were just talking about. But I purposely built a very unusual network over the years. And this network is comprised of all types of people. And when someone has a personal need, it could be a plumber right? And it could be a business need. Who's your go-to? And so in your business today, Jamie, if you're indispensable to your clients, not only for what you provide to them today through your business, but they go, I can go to Jamie for almost anything. You have strengthened a relationship and anyone else trying to come in and unseat that relationship 
will be near to impossible because now you're that confidant, that trusted advisor. If my family knows, hey, my husband, he gets it done. He's the guy to go to. You know, anything that we need, he's going to go get it done. He knows a ton of people. He's resourceful. So our clients need to feel that way. Our teams need to feel that way about, about you know, my team should feel that way about me, that they know if their spouse, a child, friend, client, anybody, you know, I'm going to send that person to Larry. I'll ask Larry, Larry, who do you know? They come to me. People at my company go, Larry, we didn't know where to turn to, but, you know, feared you probably know someone. Who do you know? So that's kind of my, my thought process around being indispensable is when I talk to people, you know, I want you to put me in your, your top five, top ten. When you're wondering who to go to for yourself, your clients, your family, I'm that, I'm that go-to. And so I want to position that with everybody. And so if you can be indispensable, it's life-changing for, for yourself and many around you. And I think you, you, know, you, you said a word that, that's intriguing to me is it, being indispensable is not being the smartest. It's being the most resourceful, right? It's, it's, it's putting in the time and it doesn't mean you're the expert at everything. It means you, I always say, I know enough to be dangerous and I know probably where to point you when you say, this is the issue. I can translate that. And I kind of know what that looks like. Um, but bringing this up also reminds me, it really makes me think of, I hadn't put the word indispensable with it, but what our team did for our clients and our partners and people who weren't even clients. I was just on another panel yesterday where I offered up a ton of free resources to people I've never met before, right? But during COVID, we did that, right? We went to work on like, we know people are dealing with this. We're going to put something together that can help them. Like, we know people are struggling with this. Like, we're going to talk to them about this. And I truly believe we became indispensable to our clients because of that. We were already before, but it was just like, hey, we're struggling with this. Do you know anybody or do you have an opinion on this? And I get those calls all the time, but I've never thought about it in the way that you're describing. Um, and it's so fulfilling. Like it's not a revenue thing. It's not a, it, it's a fulfillment that you feel like you're adding. I always think it's like value added to the relationship. It's not just a relationship. There's a, there's a deeper value to them there. When I, I think people look at you differently and I think you're right. I asked for an example. So years ago, I met this individual who was the controller of a medical device OEM and in a town in Wisconsin. And, you know, I was just beginning to build a relationship and, and I was letting him know, look, you may not have needs today, but I want you to know I'm a go-to. I'm that indispensable resource. Something comes up I, and I always tell people, I don't care if it's, you know, the normal type of request or something really strange and unusual, just throw it my way and challenge me. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to challenge you right now. He said, we need this FDA consulting type business for something we're doing and I just don't know where to go to. And I'm thinking, you know, how am I going to find something like that? But I, I don't divulge that because I'm always going to go and use LinkedIn or some other resource and I'm going to start doing my search. So I said, let me get back to you. So within about, I would say about 48 hours, I get back to them and I found three firms that, that, you know, do exactly what he's looking for. One was in the same town as where he was headquartered and he never knew it. So that person from years ago is still someone I know today. 
had hired me to go to Sarasota and present to his um, global leadership and sales force that came in for an event where they were recognizing people had an outstanding year. Fantastic. And we're still in touch today. So it strengthened that relationship. And that was across companies that I worked for over the years, but just positioning myself that way. So for a leader that's listening right now, and, and maybe, you know, there's a spectrum here, some that are like, wow, I don't think I have this at all. Or to some that are like, I think I'm pretty good at this, but, but how do they strengthen this muscle? Like, how would you tell them to start if someone was sitting across from you? Well, it's, it's a really good question, Jamie. And I would say, you know, I built this great network, right? So I've been speaking internationally for years and changed roles and companies and built up this great network. So a leader to even salespeople or, or others surround yourself with people like you and myself. So make sure you have those people because even I will reach out when someone has that request, I'm going to go, Jamie, Hey, I know you're in this world. Who do you know? I got someone that needs this. It's not always coming from me. So if we do our job to extend our network with some super connectors some super knowledgeable people. That's a great way. You can't do it all yourself. And, and even I can't with the network I have. I do a pretty good job though. Usually I could do most of those requests myself, but you've got to surround yourself with some great people that are also connected. So I would say start to build that infrastructure of awesome people that have diverse networks and talents and knowledge. Okay. Perfect. I love that. I'm envisioning or hearing a fear that some people might have that aren't super connected to engage with those super connectors because we don't feel like we have anything to give them. So if, if I wasn't super connected and I was trying to get better at this and I engaged with you, Larry, but there's not a lot I can do for you, what guidance would you give them to kind of let that fear go away to be able to really step into connect with, to connecting with those super connectors? Well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people who are, you know, not connected, right? They're just building their network. I, th I think this is a process. And I, what I would tell those people, it's not overnight. And, and this didn't happen for me overnight. It's, it's taken time. So it's, it's kind of those baby steps. And I would say it's, it's starting to, you know, have these, we have more time now during this pandemic, you know, to have more of these Zoom or Teams or other platforms to network and get to know people. And I think it's just those initial conversations and learning about people and kind of what they've done and who they know. And when you start talking to people and you realize someone you're talking to is very helpful and open and giving and wants to help people, then you start to, whether it's, you know, formally you're writing it down, this is, this is one of those inner circle people that I could go to. And I'm just gonna mentally note that or formally note that. So I would say those that are not really connected, not totally comfortable, it's going to be a process, but you've got to break out of your shell. Yep. It's just like people in transition today with millions of people out of work, they're shy and, and they haven't built a network. And, you know, I'm telling people, you got to snap out of it. This is, this is competitive. You have to start networking the right way, effectively, efficiently with great people. And start to assess as you're talking to people, you know what, that person is just not going to be helpful, kind of a taker type. But, well, that's a real genuine, sincere, giving person. And they seem very connected, you know. 
And so that's a person I'm going to go, that's my go-to. And just ask, hey, so Jamie, do you mind? You know, I sometimes things come up. Can I come to you or maybe for me or other people around me? Yeah. And so baby steps. I'm a little more forthright. I'm not shy. So I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I already know you'd be that person that would help anybody that needs help in my world. Well, and I think that's what people have to realize, that if they haven't been big connectors or they don't have this big network, when they do connect with a super connector, somebody who is wired as a giver, right, loves, like gets energy from it, they have to realize that it's not always a give and take in that moment. It's not a you give me one, I give you one. Like that's not how connectors look at it. It's over the course of the relationship right? The value of the relationship. And so don't be afraid to connect with a super connector and let them know, right? I'm trying to be better at this. I'm trying to build this because we want to help, right? We get energy by connecting people, right? When you're looking for that FDA resource, you're not doing it because you have free time. You're doing it because you get energy from being able to provide that resource back and help them. And so I don't want people to think, that, it, that that's why you should connect with people because it's the people that really like connecting just want to help you. They're not looking for something in return immediately from that. You're, you are so right. The real connectors, the real givers are that way. And, you know, because I start out in sales, mm -hmm. when I make a connection and I hear back and you go, hey, here's what happened, or I got a job, or I got a client, or I, I got a donation to my charity or whatever it was, or someone invested in my business, it's like I made a sale, like a big sale. And I am like so energized, like you say, like it, it feels awesome. Mm -hmm. Some people have difficulty asking for help, asking for that favor. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling people now is the time that you need to be able to break out of that shell and ask if someone's willing to give, take advantage of that, that offer to give. It's so true that that proud moment of like, I'll see two people connect online or share someone's or say they just had a conversation and I was the one that connected them and beautiful things are happening. And it's like, yes, like, I feel like a proud parent where you're like, go forth, right? And, and like, do great things together. And I think that's what a lot of connectors, you know, that's the energy a lot of connectors get from that. Um, how are you helping, how are you seeing this remaining indispensable? How are we having to pivot in remote work, you know, times, both for our clients, with our employees, um, with our connectors? Like what advice would you give people that are going, is now a really a good time to start building a network and being a connector? Like how do you do that in a remote world? Well, I have to tell you, now really is a great time. And I've been doing a lot of, you know, keynotes, on the web, you know, and I, and I tell people that, you know, for 12 years I've been speaking, you know, internationally and I did three webinars in the past 12 years in April, you know, when this pandemic kicked in, I did three webinars, the three in 12 years, three in April, four in May, and it keeps escalating. So, you know, we're kind of all adapting, but I would say this is the perfect time because we're not traveling you know, out of country, out of state. We're not commuting. A lot of us are still concerned and in fear of meeting people face to face. So this is the perfect time to have these one-on-one -on -one and more of them and build up your relationship base. And it's not always just to help you. It may be to help your children, a family member, a friend, a peer. And so it's a perfect time to do it. We need to do it. We need to pivot. 
And, and I think that the big thing I'm telling people is about being indispensable. It's also about how you engage with people. And if I talk with you, Jamie, and I say, how are you? There's two ways to ask, how are you? Yeah, how are you? How are you? Really, how are you doing? And, and you know what? People can just go, yeah, I'm, I'm great. Everything's fine. Yeah, I'm okay. And people just pass by that. Well, I, I didn't. I won't bore you, but I'm going to just tell you a quick story. I was with um, a board member from my charity, and we were having lunch. And I said, how are you? How are you doing? Because I know that he was calling on a lot of hospitality in his business. He said, yeah, I'm okay. I said, okay, really, let's talk about it. Have you, have you lost clients? Yeah, quite a bit. How much are you down? I mean, tell me. I was, I was digging where most people want. I'm digging. And I'm like, okay, tell me more. Really, how are you doing now? Tell me how things are going. You know, well, it's been tough. And so he started opening up. But he's a giver. He likes helping other people. And he's been great to me. I'm like, okay, I want to help you. Let's talk about what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I started to give him some tips with LinkedIn, my network, those he knows. And he was telling me, people have been, you know, saying, hey, you know, if you ever need anything, and he wasn't taking them up. I said, okay, get off your high horse. So I had to be the, the tough guy in this lunch, and we did meet face-to-face, and tell him to change his ways yeah. and that he should accept help. And it was a really great dialogue. And we need to do that with our teams, our family, our yeah. peers. Yeah. It's so true. And I, I relate to that. I'm one of those people you and I have talked about, right? Where I have clients that are like, what can I do to help you? And I'm like, I'm good. Like, just love you guys. Like, right. I don't ask for help. And I have so many people that I've helped. So I think for a lot of us, it's, it is hard, right? To do that and to ask for, for help, meaning connections or things. But hopefully this has helped people think differently about this. One last question for you on people who are like, I don't, am I indispensable? I don't know. Like, you know, they're kind of like, I don't know if I, if I am or not to my, what's a question to ask? What's a, like, how do you, how do you probe simply and find out like, I might not be as indispensable as maybe I thought I was like, what, what would you guide them on? Well, I think hearing today, I think they should all ask themselves that question. Am I indispensable or can I be indispensable? And I think they need to evaluate, like in my book, I talk about what does your inner circle look like in your outer circle and your network? And so are you even connected to people that you know, like, and trust that would do anything for you? And so, and, and what do they all do? So if you go, look, I haven't really been networking. I've been a great parent, great leader in business, but you know, I haven't had the time. I'm working 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks. I don't even have a network. Well, how are you going to be indispensable if you've just been focused in those sectors so you have to self-assess and you have to shift and change. Mm-hmm. And now's the time that people can do that. I think that's a great idea. And even just starting with a list of like, you know, who do I feel like I'm indispensable to right now? And just under, you know, thinking about that. Cause again, most of us don't slow down to think about it. We either just give and we don't even kind of recognize it, but I think that's important. So I want you to share with everybody how they can get more information on 
the book because the book has a lot of this in it. If this is something that someone's struggling with, this is a book to go to to help you reframe and really learn about how to get good at what Larry's good at, right? About being a giver and a connector. So how can people connect, learn more about you, follow what you're doing? Sure. Thank you very much. So the book is called The NCG Factor, Networking, Connecting, Giving. It's on Amazon. It's this formula for building life-changing relationships from college to retirement. So look up the NCG Factor on Amazon or me, Larry Kaufman. And there is a Larry Kaufman who's got a lot of books out there on Amazon, but he's a grandmaster chess champion. So if you get a book on chess, it's not going to help you in the things that we talked about today. So, but it's a, it's a great guide. It's practical. It's real. It's got templates. For people in transition, people college to retirement is all encompassing. And then on LinkedIn, I'm LinkedIn Larry. I'm also an international speaker on LinkedIn. So I do a lot of thought leadership. There's a lot of things you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm in all caps. I'm in Chicago area. Larry Kaufman. Very hard uh, to miss me out there on LinkedIn. So follow me. Reach out and connect. Say you heard Jamie's podcast and I will bring you into my network. And trust me, people, you want to be in Larry's network. I am a beneficiary of Larry's network. I thought I was a connector, and Larry has taught me that there's a whole other level of connectors out there, which I appreciate because I'm learning from him. And truly, if your teams are struggling with being indispensable with your clients right now, right? If, if your organization is, is, is struggling with this, contact Larry and see how he can help. I mean, even remotely right now, speaking and coming into your teams to help with this concept. I truly believe it's what's going to create a competitive advantage when everything turns around, right? And we start to run again. And so now's the time to be thinking about these things, not when your competitors are out in front, right? And taking off and you're, you're waiting to figure this out. So um, thank you, Larry, for being here. I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you. You're a busy woman and you're a great connector and a great interviewer. So thanks for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to the listeners, you know, again, hopefully we know we're a hundred and I don't know, 15, 120 episodes into this and you keep coming back with the, the responses that we get around how this just helps you reframe the things you're dealing with, the things you're struggling with. And that's the purpose of this podcast is we want you to hear real people with real stories and real advice that are here to just help you get unstuck right, and keep moving forward because that's what we all have to do right now. So thanks for engaging. Thanks for continuing to be part of this amazing community. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up. 